Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join us is Grant Faulkner, and uh, we're going to talk about his book, uh, which also uh, I do want to mention, well, his book is Pep Talks for Writers, and he's the executive director of National Novel Writing Month to get your creative juices going. Good morning, Grant. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Great. Loved your book. It's so thank you so much. Inspiring and gets uh, the creativity going. So my kind Great. of thing. Yeah. That's what it's meant to do. Awesome. <laughs> so tell me, how did you become the executive director of National Novel Writing Month? Oh, a long and winding path. Um, <laughs> from the time I decided to be a fiction writer for real, full time uh, when I was twenty, until I worked at a, I was working a nonprofit uh, called the National Writing Project, which is here in Berkeley, and it. Um, it is charged with helping teachers become better teachers of writing. And I met Chris Beatty, uh, who founded National Novel Writing Month, and uh, I asked him if uh, he knew of any boards in the, the Bay Area, especially for art, with arts organizations who needed board members. And he, he encouraged me and recruited me for his own board, which I didn't, didn't expect. And then when I uh, joined the board, he, he, he told me he was stepping down and he would like me to, uh, to apply for his job. Excellent. So, Perfect. I hadn't groomed myself to be an executive director, but for many of the things that we do in life, we don't exactly groom ourselves for them. They kind of just happen. That's <laughs> right, and you just jump in. Exactly. Learn by doing, and that's, that's what NaNoWriMo is about. Um, best way to, to learn to write a novel is by doing it. There's a great quote in here. There's so many great quotes, but one is uh, the very beginning, uh, finding your muse. Inspiration is a funny thing. It's powerful enough to move mountains, when it strikes, it carries an author forward like the rushing torrents of a flooded river. And yet, if you wait for it, nothing happens. That's true. Yeah, I think, I think we, um, there's a notion of, of creativity that it's all about that big thunderbolt of inspiration. And so I think too many people wait for that moment of inspiration to, to write or to create anything, really. And the thing is, those, those moments of those big moments of inspiration are just so rare. You can't you can't wait for them. You can't let let your life or your creative projects hinge on them. Right. And so I believe that you actually create inspiration every day you sit down to write, and you find it in the words. It's kind of whispering in between the words uh, that you write on the page. Right. And and that's what really carries um, a big project like a novel forward um, is is just showing up and finding the inspiration every day and creating it. Even as if it's something really short, because I first, I think I first also heard about you because of the 100-word story, the yeah. online literary journal. Can you want to talk about that? Sure. I, I, I guess I'm kind of a schizophrenic uh, writer. <laughs> I have you know, National Novel Writing Month, which is all about writing 50,000, you know, a big novel, 50,000 words in a month, or somewhat messy wow. <laughs> by yes. definition. And then 100-word stories, which are tiny little miniature stories. Um, and I got into them uh, about seven years ago, I guess. And... It's a totally different creative experience. It's more, I, I think it's more about editing than it is about writing. Oh, you know, yes. you're just constantly kind of, I, I, I view it like a sculptor. You're kind, of, you're kind of sculpting the story, kind of chiseling here and there and shaping the contours. You really have to find the perfect word, the perfect sentence. Uh, you're creating the story uh, largely through what you leave out. Mm -hmm. So your, your story is kind of told through, through hints and insinuations. Right. Um, but it's yeah, it's a different type of storytelling. But you know, in writing hundred word stories, I've found that it really influences my longer works. Um, 
I, I write more with that same style, that elliptical style of leaving things out, which helps me create suspense and tension. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, they say, I read this definition of literature the other day from Roland Barthes, that literature is the question but not the answer. And sometimes mm. I think, especially for novel writers, writers, since we have all this space and all these words to work with, is that we can kind of over-explain or tell too much. Yes. But uh, really learning to be a really good writer is, is, is equally or maybe even more so about what you leave out. It takes a lot of practice. I mean, I look back at things I wrote years ago, and then I, I reread them, and I think, oh, cut, 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 you know, edit, good ed- for you. edit that stuff out, because you're not as close to it, I think, when you first write something. Um, one of the things I want to add is I always travel with a notebook, and I'll, I'll be on a plane or wherever, and, you know, you can just scribble something down, and it doesn't have to be perfect, yeah. and, and don't correct yourself, just get it out there. Yeah, especially for first drafts, and even with hundred-word stories, you know, you're not you're not looking for the perfect word, the perfect sentence in the rough draft. Mm-hmm. You really need to get the words out, and that's that's the premise of NaNoWriMo is to banish your inner editor, and to just 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 write that rough draft. Um, you know, get all the obstacles out of the way, and just put words on the page because you know you're going to shape that story in revision. You're going to do you know it's it's really going to. I view the first draft as really exploring your story and finding your story, not necessarily even writing your story. So much of that happens so afterwards. In fact, let me, let me tell you this one quote, since you like quotes. Yeah, uh, Karen that. Russell said that ni- 90% of her rough drafts doesn't make it into her, her final draft. That's how much, um, and most, most writers I've talked to have, have very similar stories. So once you accept that 90% of your, your rough draft is, is going to be cut eventually or changed, mm-hmm. I think that liberates you to take a lot, of, lot more creative risks in that rough draft. And that's what's going to make your novel and all your writing better is taking those creative risks early on. I have to say, uh, and you have to be patient as a writer because your writing evolves. And if you stick around for the good stuff, I know originally I would write about stuff that happened years ago and maybe it was a little heavy. And now I find the, the light moments, the funny moments about the story, and it doesn't yeah. come across as heavy. It comes across as very humorous. It's true. Yeah, time, time uh, distance uh, from either the original story or, or from an early draft, it's amazing what that can bring creatively. I mean, I always say that after you write that rough draft in November, take a month or two months or three months, whatever you need to distance yourself from it, and then go back into revision. And it's almost as if you're reading somebody else's writing, right. uh, which really helps you with the editing process. Right. Uh, there's a, a section here, put your life struggles in perspective. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, there, there, there are a number of issues, I think, with, with, with writers and their, what they put in, in terms of their personal experience into, into their stories. And I think a lot of people, you know, there's this writing maxim, write what you know. And it's hard, when I first heard that as a young writer, it was hard to know what that meant. Like, did I have to write only what I knew, only my life experiences? And, and that's not really true. I mean, I think, you know, we write fiction for a reason because we want to, I think uh, it, was, it was Bella who said fiction is the highest autobiography, you know. Mm-hmm. It's because we're transforming our story into something different and hopefully more meaningful. And so I think we need to think about how we can infuse our characters and our story with our life experiences and really open up our heart on the page because I think that's what makes the best, the best stories, the stories we remember, the stories that are meaningful to us. They're all, they all happen when the author opens his or her heart on the page. And I, I just want to relay this quote from Shelley Winters, um, a fantastic uh, method actor. Yes. And uh, she, says, she always said, act with your scars. 
Oh, and I so, like that. And so I think the same thing with writing. Write with your scars. And that means that doesn't mean only writing with your wounds. It just means going deep into yourself and bringing your experiences out and then bringing them up to the page. I love that. There's a section here, the magical sprites of creativity, distractions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now that, 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 that chapter comes with a little warning sign, or should. Yeah. Um, and that's because we're, 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 we're never before in the world have we has, has the world been full of so many distractions. You know, we, yes. wa- walking through the day is like walking through the siren calls. You know, mainly from the internet. You know, you're, you're always hearing something calling you away. And I think our our attention spans have reduced uh, tremendously um, in my lifetime, certainly and mm-hmm. personally. Um, but sometimes, you know, creativity does rely on distractions. Um, you can't just put on the blinders. And so, um, and the reason that, that creativity is enhanced with distractions is, is that you're bringing in, um, you know, disjointed and disparate um, stimulation. And it's, you're, you're, it, when, when, that, when that goes into your brain, you're recombining it, whether it's conscious or unconsciously. And that's why some people like to write in a cafe, is because every, every once in a while they'll look up, yes. they'll, they'll see people, they'll, they'll eavesdrop on conversations, and all of that is kind of churning around in your, in your mind and coming up with something new and interesting. I like that idea. I actually do the same thing. I'll write actually in a library, and the library's not so quiet. People are really noisy. And, then, <laughs> and I'll look up, even though I have my earbuds in, and I'll look up, I'll take a break, and then I might be struggling with something, but then something comes to me. Yeah, exactly. And it's a kind of a micro-break. And I, I, I do think like it's better to search out those types of uh, or those distractions and allow themselves to weave, weave themselves into your life and your, your mind instead of like, for instance, your iPhone or, or, your, or the Internet. Or if you do that, you, you need to be very disciplined because you can really uh, get sucked into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, so and I think the, the question for me, too, is like oftentimes when I jump over the Internet, because for a while there I would, I would hear the Internet calling me every five or ten minutes, and it was kind of ridiculous <laughs> and, and disturbing. And, and what I found was that when I was jumping back and forth like that, it also wasn't nourishing. Whereas when I sit and write in a cafe, I find that kind of, that's a nourishing type of distraction. I agree. I agree. So we have to wrap up soon, but um, you have a section persisting through rejection. And yeah. man, I'm sure we all have our different types of rejections and amounts of rejection. How do we deal with this? I mean, my show is called Get the Funk Out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like, I like that um, chapter. It, it, it hinges on this word osu, which, which I learned when I took karate years ago. And it, it doesn't mean like I'm going to I'm going to do it I'm going to succeed um, in the face of rejection. It means I'm going to keep striving, and and I think that that's what's really important is that we don't lose. I mean, our creativity is a gift. Our stories are a gift. Unfortunately, the world isn't always receptive to them. And as you said, there's there's many kinds, many different kinds of rejection. And generally, in, in your life as a writer, you'll probably encounter most of them. Unfortunately, um, so I think it's important to remember that gift. Remember why you chose to write the story. Remember the importance of the story, and and also remember if you don't tell that story, it it, it will it will do you harm. Oh, it yes. was a, I think it was Maya Angelou who said, "There's no greater agony than than an untold story," and I, I really believe that. Um, so I think it's like important to wake up and just say, "I'm going to keep striving." You know, I'm doing this for a higher purpose. I'm doing this for myself and my spirit, and that's going to make the world a better place. It's going to make me a better person. I love it. So, where can people find out more about you, Grant? Uh, just a general internet search. Uh, NaNoWriMo.org is the way to sign up to write a novel in November. I'm at uh, GrantFaulkner.com, and I'm on Twitter. Same thing, Grant Faulkner, Faulkner with a U, just like, just like William. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much around. 
I love how I, I think you mentioned how people spend this month writing this novel and then the rest of the year they kind of fall off the writing boat. <laughs> Some do. That's part of the reason I wrote the book is I, I think like once you discover that magic of creativity in November, keep it going year round. No matter, it doesn't have to be 50,000 words um, a month, but try to write 10 or 15 minutes a day. Yes. You know, 300 okay. words a day, that's 9,000 words a month. That's 98,000 words a year. That's a huge novel. Awesome. Okay, that's way too much math for me this morning. <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. I get it. <laughs> big big things are built in small increments, so I love trust it. in the small increments. This is a great book. Pep Talks for Writers, Grant Faulkner. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you so much. It was fun talking. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you missed any part of this segment with Grant Faulkner, it will be up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.